Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you and welcome to It's a Good Life. I hope you had a great holiday season. This is our last podcast of the year, and I'm going to let you into a little routine, a little ritual I have every year. I do this at the end of every year, and it really sets me up for success for the coming year. You know, this is the time of year when the sports shows are all doing their year in review for each individual sport. Hollywood will do a year in review. The news will do a year in review. And so I always do a year in review, and I highly recommend this to you. It's very, very powerful exercise. You want to take in everything that you've accomplished this year especially if it's been a tough year and you feel like you haven't accomplished much or you're feeling like you're between a rock and a hard spot and all you're focused on is the problems, it's very important to know what you got accomplished this year. Then what you do is you throw out the old and bring in the new. But starting with what you've accomplished is the key. And my team know when I'm in prep mode for the break uh, over the holidays, I take a few days to go through, I mean, all the papers and articles and emails and letters so that I can jumpstart the year. I have a number of people in my life, they have that blue icon for email with 20,000 red dots on it, and uh, I don't. Uh, That's not my style. And so what I do is is I clean house. And so I have no dots. I have no messages. Everything's uh, cleaned out. Uh, I go through my voicemails that I've saved on my iPhone. And I clean those out and only keep the ones that are pertinent. So when I say I clean house, I clean house. And I know that's not everyone's natural tendency. However, there is no doubt that we all benefit that once the slate is clean, we can actually begin pre-planning. And so that's what this is all about. And a great way for you to have a great new year is to utilize the magic meeting. Now, I've talked about this in our second season when we rebranded as It's a Good Life, episode 66. It's called The Magic Meeting, and this is the meeting I use to get perspective from my staff and the different departments in the company. Uh, My brother Dermot, as the CEO, does it now. But basically, we do this as a departmental exercise. It's a great leadership exercise. And this is the time of year I turn The Magic Meeting on myself. And so this will be somewhat of a reflective podcast. I'm not going to give you a too much homework here because I know it's the holidays. But if you took a day or two to kind of clean the deck or take a few hours here and there over the holiday season to do this, it will really set you up for success. And so here's the magic meeting. What's worked well? What needs improving? Now, in the magic meeting, we say, what are your ideas? In this context, it's what are my ideas? So what's worked well? What needs improving? And what are my ideas? So let me dive in. What's worked well? So the first thing you want to do is review your goals. What are the goals you wrote at the start of the year? You know what I know? Is that in January every year, we have the most amount of downloads of our podcast. People want to get the year off right. They want to get off to a rocking good start. We're always encouraging people to set goals. And so people do. And so it's very important to go and look at those goals you set where you check the box or where you got significant improvement on. The question then is when you do this is, which goals came easy to you? You know, for me, there's certain things I do every year. It just comes easy to me. There's things that other people struggle with that come easy to me. There's things that other people, it comes easy to them that are a struggle for me. So which goals came easy to me? Second, where am I stuck? 
Where am I stuck? And then important to finish up where you celebrate the wins and learn from the losses. You know, I have a performance coach. His name is Lance. And I had a conversation with him just uh, a week or so ago. It's one of the reasons I just believe in coaching so much. Because you can get yourself into a spot in your own thinking where you just can't see the, the forest for the trees. It's been a very busy year. The real estate industry has been through major transitions. My own organization having to adjust accordingly. And then the general landscape of business, finance. I have a very busy life on top of that with six kids and three grandkids and seven horses and a partridge in a pear tree. It's just very easy to get caught up in, okay, here's the problem or here's the, here's the pattern or here's where I'm stuck or here's where I'm frustrated. And I just had this interaction with my performance coach and we're just brainstorming back and forward. And it was the best way I could describe it. It was, it was more of a spiritual breakthrough than anything. But ultimately, it was I felt unburdened at the end of that session. Like, hey, this is not all on me. I'm doing the best I can. I've actually accomplished a heck of a lot this year. Uh, I've done an awful lot. Our organization's done very well this year. My family's done very well this year. But I was feeling burdened. And on a spiritual connotation, it was like, hey, he kind of reminded me, you know, with my relationship with God, he says, hey, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it's, I realized there were certain obligations that I was taking on board that weren't meant for me. I always loved the line from the movie Rudy, when Rudy's not able to get into Notre Dame and he visits a priest and the priest says, well, son, there's two things I know. There is a God and I'm not him. And uh, sometimes as productive people, we got to remember that we're not God. And so that was my breakthrough this year, which then helped me with looking at my year differently. And what did I get accomplished? And then, okay, what came easy to me? Where was I a bit stuck? And so reviewing the goals are critical because we're about to set new goals coming in the new year. I promise you the first month of podcasts with It's a Good Life coming into January 2024 will be guns ablazing. And we have a a strategy in place to look at goals and leverage goals and how to be a goal getter and how to use your profile, your natural demeanor to go and pursue goals and achieve goals. So we're going to be coming. And it's important. According to a study at North Pass, 90% of the time when people follow specific and challenging goals, it led to higher performance. So we want to pursue those things. Michael Jordan said, you have to expect things of yourself before you can do them. And author Barbara Shearer said, as soon as you start to pursue a dream, your life wakes up and everything has meaning. So before we wake up and start the new charge, we do need to take a breath. We do need to enjoy the holidays, but do a little house cleaning, get your house in order. And one of the ways to do it is review your goals. The second thing you want to do is review your calendar. Where'd you spend your time? Now, the word spend is an interesting word because it can either be an investment where there was a return, or it can also be an expenditure. It could be for pleasure and enjoyment, or it could be a waste. Have you ever wasted money? Have you ever wasted time? You know, one of the little things I do every year and uh, with my family is the family creates a highlight video, typically spearheaded by my son, Adam. More and more of the kids are getting involved in it now. He basically gets everybody's cell phone, takes pictures and videos, and condenses it all down, and then kind of produces a year-end highlight video for the whole family that we watch over the holidays. And you kind of, you're kind of taken aback. Was that this year? Are you serious? That was this year? A lot of people will accuse me of buffini time because it's like, oh man, that seemed like it was three years ago. Well, all of a sudden you get great perspective and here's what we did as a family and here's trips we took and here's dinners we had and 
Here's sporting events we went to or whatever. Here were highlights that happened. Oh, our grandson's first soccer game or whatever else. And so you do that. I just really think it's powerful. You know, where'd you spend your time? Where'd you waste your time? Do a highlight video for the year. And, you know, what's great, Apple like will do this for you. They'll do little highlights of a trip you took or whatever else. Cobble those together. It's pretty easy to do. Here's the sobering part of this. You know, the average person in North America lives to 79 years of age. Okay, hopefully long life and good health. I have a parent. My mom is 93 and my dad's 92, so God bless. But the average person lives 79 years, which is 28,835 days. Now, I've lived 20,620 days. It's a very sobering thing and a powerful thing. And I'm not trying to depress you over the holidays. But according to this, if I lived an average life, I have about 8,000 days left. I don't intend to waste another one. So that's what that means to me. I'm going to seize the day, live it to the fullest. I don't want to waste time with people, with processes, with stresses, with anxieties, with frustrations that rob me of any one of those days. I don't want to waste any one of those days. I don't want to Netflix away those days. Now, does that mean that I'm not going to sometimes sit down and watch football all day? You bet I am. That's not a waste of a day. It's a great day. Look forward to it. I'm just not going to waste every day. I'm not going to do that for 8,000 more days. This is a dynamic where we want to seize the day. This next year, you'll be hearing me talking about the Do It Now campaign. Do it for your business. Do it now for your life. And do it now for your life means, hey, I got 8,000 of these, maybe. Maybe I'm blessed and I have 16,000. Who knows? But I'm going to seize the day. Ben Franklin said, lost time is never found again. Jim Rohn said, you don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you bring to the hour. What value are you bringing? And Stephen Covey said, most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough on what is important. So we want to review our goals. We want to review our calendar. Where do we spend our time? And then we want to review our checkbook. Now, I know we're not all using checkbooks anymore, but I just, a couple nights ago, printed out the entire year. And I have a lot of moving parts. I'm sure you do too. And here's what it shows. As I just went through, I just read it all, went through it all, highlighted some things. I was building out a new budget for the year. Where you spend your money shows your priorities. And, um, you know, you're probably going to spend a lot of your money on your housing. Well, housing's a big deal. Where you shelter and, and live your life is a big deal. But for me, it's like, okay, it shows me where I'm spending my money and where the patterns are. Uh, the other thing you want to do at this time of year is you want to review and readjust. You know, one of the mistakes I saw a lot of business people make this year is they had a record year in 2021 and 22, and then they built their budget around it in 23. So they expected to have a banner year, like their best year ever. Well, for some people they did, but not everybody did. And so I'm projecting there'll be a recession in 2024. I believe the recession in real estate's already happened. But in the larger economy, I think there'll be a, a short, shallow six-month recession next year, for sure. And so it's important that your budget reflect not the highest year you've ever had, but maybe something that your budget's a little more conservative. And what do you mean by that? Well, go beat it. Go beat it. Then, then guess what? You get to keep more of your money. Morgan Housel said, spending money to show people how much money you have is the fastest way to have less money. And what do we know? Around this time of year, people are spending a lot of money. People are putting a lot of stuff on credit cards. And the interest rates on the credit cards are the highest it's been in about 14 years. And for those of you who maybe spent a few dollars on your credit cards and the interest rates are high, 
We did an episode, it's episode 119, on how to get out of debt forever. We certainly wish that for you in 2024. So listen to that episode and follow those principles so you can get right on track for the new year. But set your budget and then try to beat it. Spike Milligan, one of the great British comedians of all time, said, all I ask is the chance to prove that money can't make me happy. I just love that, right? And why not? Give it a chance. I've been broke and I've been rich. And I will say being rich is better than being broke. English author Mary Renault says, money buys many things, the best of which is freedom. And wouldn't it be great if one of the things you look back on in 2024, as you're doing your year in review then, and I'm bringing you another broadcast on the same topic, and as you're reviewing it, you're going, you know what? One of the things that signified 2024 is I had more freedom. How great would that be? So we talked about reviewing our goals, reviewing our calendar, reviewing our checkbook. So what went well? The next thing is what needs improving. Now, at Buffini Company, we teach and coach to the five-circle approach. Now, we're business coaches that then help people with their finances. These are really the two areas where we help people. If someone's a, a salesperson, we're helping them with production. If they're in leadership coaching, we're helping them with growing their leadership skills, but also how to scale their business. And so slightly different matrix for those two different types of coaching that we provide. But we always have people set goals in the five circles. We have a logo that has five circles. That stands for spiritual, family and relationships, business and career, financial, and then personal. And personal is physical and emotional well-being. And that's how we've always encouraged people because we believe it's a good life. So you can have a great business and have great finances. But if you don't have those other three things, you may not be having a great life. So the spiritual and the family and the physical and emotional well-being, those are key. So what we do in coaching is we don't coach spiritual content. We don't coach people on their physical well-being. We don't not do workouts with people or their emotional well-being. And we don't specifically get into family coaching. All these things come up, of course, because we're coaching individuals. But the fact of the matter is we encourage people to set goals and keep their eyes on their priorities while working in their business and getting their finances in order, okay? So the five-circle approach. Now, one of the key things about this and why it's so important in coaching is that any progress in any one of the five circles impacts the other four. So someone could have progress with their family life that ends up impacting their attitude, which then impacts their business, which then impacts their finances and creates an overall spiritual well-being. So that's why momentum in any one of the five helps the other four. If you get progress in each one of the areas, oh my, Now you really, really can have yourself a great year. Here's the questions for you. Spiritually, and it might be prayer, it could be reading the scriptures, it could be in fellowship, it could be meditation, books you read, it could be time spent in nature, music you listen to. So what's the one thing that you can do in 2024 that will make you go, you know what, spiritually, I grew in this area. Spiritually, as I look at my year in review, It was an improvement over 2023. In your family and relationships, you know, you want to analyze, okay, who do you want to spend more time with and how are you going to do that? I mean, it really gets down to that, right? I I talked about 28,000 days. Well, one of the things I decide is I've got to make better decisions continually of where I invest those days. And for me, I'm going to be candid in the last 30 years the business and and the building a business and creating a business and keeping momentum in a business has dominated a lot of my life. 
Now, I've been at all my kids' games, and my wife and I have a great marriage, and all those kinds of things I'm very thankful for. But as I look at it, as I wear it when I want it needs improving, is I want to make more and more decisions where I'm investing even more time with my relationships and less time in the business, candidly. I mean, I'm at that stage of the game. And so how can I do that better? How can I invest those times? Here's the thing. My family doesn't want me available seven days a week, you know, 24 hours a day. I remember when I I used to be on the road all the time. And then when I came home, Beverly's like, hey, don't you have somewhere to go? You know, but just so that I'm at the top of my game here in 2024, there's small decisions I can make where I go, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going in the office that day. No, I'm not going to take that speaking engagement. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play nine holes of golf with Beverly after we had lunch and little things like that on the business side, right? Now there's many things we can do on on the business side, and we have lots and lots of podcasts to cover this, but three of the criteria we try to measure for our clients are we ask them, how many referrals did you generate, right? The vast majority of our clients are in real estate, they're in the service industries, and referrals are what they come to us for. And so how many referrals did you generate is the overall well-being of a person's business. Not how much money did you make, because if you're getting a lot of referrals, then, then that means there's a healthy sign. Now, if you're not converting a lot of them, it's either market conditions or some skill set stuff that's got to be developed. Then it's how much you make, how many transactions you do, how much business did you do. And then equally important to us is how much time did you take off. That's why, like, as we closed last year, it was $468,000 for our one-to-one coaching and the average five weeks off. For people in our leadership coaching, it was 768000 and eight weeks off. And those are the numbers that we know, okay, if somebody's making a lot of money and taking a lot of time off, no matter what else, they're winning. They're winning. Obviously, there's a lot more matrix for business to review than that. And obviously, I'll be covering those in a lot of podcasts this year. But as you're doing your year in review, if you're in the service industry, especially if you're in the real estate industry, how many referrals did you generate? How much did you make? And how much time off did you have? On the financial side, I think it's good to analyze your net worth. You know, it's surprising to people that, you know, all of a sudden you you look at your 401k or you look at your SEP IRA or you look at your investments. So you look at the net worth of your home, you know, pull it up and see what your home is worth and how much you owe and how much cash on hand do you have and do it all. You might be surprised to find out, hey, you know what, it didn't feel like a great year, but it went up a certain amount of money. So if you don't know your net worth, that's where you start. And if it's negative, no big deal. That's where I started 30 years ago. And it's not negative today. So analyze your net worth. Next, uh, reprioritize your expenditures. Kind of talked about this already. You know, you don't want a boom budget in a bust year. So you want to reprioritize. You got to relook at where you're spending your money. Sometimes it's okay. I'm going to make cuts over here to reinvest over here. We're doing this at Buffinian Company right now. We spent the fourth quarter trimming up the business, which had to happen, cutting some expenses in certain areas. And then some of those cuts were reinvested into other areas for us to grow in and then adjust for the new year. You know, for example, in my own life, I last year had four kids in college at the same time. This time next year, I'll have none. It could be a new baby, a new grandbaby, a new house, whatever. You've, you've adjusted your life. Make sure you adjust your budget and adjust, you know, where you're spending your money based on how life has changed. What season of life are you in? Make sure your budget gets re-looked at from that perspective. Groucho Marx, uh, one of my all-time favorite comedians, said, a thief broke into my house last night searching for money, so I got up and searched with him. I love it. Harold Flynn, another actor from Groucho's era, said, 
My problem lies in reconciling my gross habits with my net income. And uh, keeping with the Hollywood theme, Bob Hope said, a bank is a place that will lend you money if you can prove that you don't need it. And no offense to my banking friends, but that is so true. Let's make sure we review the finances at this time of year. Who knows? You might be in for a pleasant surprise. And then on the personal side, and I'm talking about personal growth, personal health, and your emotional well-being. In regards to personal growth, I always find it's the books I've read, the classes I've taken, and the journaling that I've done is the only way I can assess my own personal growth. Personal health, well, obviously, there's a lot of measurements there, not just from weight and waist size and things like that, but also how's your BP doing? How's your cholesterol doing? How's your blood sugar doing? All of those types of things. And uh, keeping track of that and then doing a year-end review and say, okay, where can I improve? Not, oh my gosh, I'm going to run a marathon and be a triathlete. I mean, if you're wired up for that, great. But if you're trying to make improvements, what can you do to improve, you know, just a bit this year? And it'd be very helpful. On the emotional well-being, I will say this. I'm seeing now, not only amongst young people, but amongst all peoples, the latent effects of COVID. And I don't think we're going to understand this for years. There's things going on with people physically that I don't quite understand. That doesn't make sense to me. And there's things going on emotionally for people. It makes more sense. But I would say we're a more anxious society. Mental health has gone to the forefront for people. And I would say no matter what. And sometimes around the holidays, people can get the blues too. And so I would just make sure, you know, do you have a counselor? Do you have someone you can talk to? You know, that's not a sign of weakness. It used to be a kind of a stigma. Do you have friends that you can confide in? And do you have truth tellers in your life? Do you have people who'll say things to you that you need to hear? Sometimes we need that iron sharpening iron, okay? And we need that feedback. So do your personal growth, take care of your personal health, and uh, make sure you're investing in your emotional well-being. Michelangelo, age 87, said, uh, In caro in paro, the sign behind me in the studio. I am still learning. Harper Lee said, many receive advice, only the wise profit from it. The great Andy Rooney said, everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. So it's important to keep our eyes on that. So what needs improving in all the five circles? And then lastly, as we do the magic meetings, what are your ideas? Okay, so what, what are my own personal ideas? So I'm going to give you a little thing here to do. And if you get a chance to do this over the holidays, It won't take very long, but I would play some classical Baroque-style music. If you have a nice journal, it's great. If you're not, a notepad will work. But just brainstorm your life. Brainstorm. Just dump down all the different thoughts. I mean, literally, just a, a mind dump onto a piece of paper or many, many pages. Ideas, ideas. And just just write on the top of the page, my ideas. And so the first group of ideas are for your life. And dump them all out, either into a journal or a notebook. A French philosopher, Emile Chartier, said, nothing is more dangerous than an idea if it's the only one you have. And a lot of times we get stuck. We become dogmatic. One of the great tragedies unfolding in the world these days is how ideology has replaced ideology. And so what happens with ideology is this is the only way it is. This is the science. This is the way it has to be. And then people take these dogmatic positions, which are often proven to be wrong on both sides. Where are we with ideas? Brainstorm your life. Just throw out all the ideas you've had for all the five circles. Author Cassandra Clare said, My ideas often come from strong mental images, 
when I'm observing some relatively ordinary thing, I'll think, what if? And out of that brainstorming, a story emerges. She's a great writer. So as you brainstorm, as you mind dump, just write those words down. What if? What if? What if in 2024? The next thing is to brainstorm your business. Alfred Griswold said, the only sure weapon against bad ideas is better ideas. Don't become dogmatic about your business. First, get your ideas down on paper. Then what happens is you can interact with other people's ideas as well. But you've got to get your ideas down first. Otherwise, if you don't do that, you'll be the place where all ideas go to die. I've seen this many times in my own life and in my own business, where I'm kind of brainstorming with someone who's, they only have one idea of how it should be. That's not a synergy session. It's where the idea goes to die. That's not how you win. Alfred Griswold said, the only sure weapon against the bad ideas is good or better ideas. Charles Kettering said, every time you tear a leaf off the calendar, you present a new place for new ideas and progress. And then Napoleon Hill said, ideas are the beginning points of all fortunes. Ideas, ideas, ideas. And the last thing that I wish for all of us going into 2024 is who's going to help? Make sure you know who's going to help. I mean, obviously, I'm the head of a coaching company, and we see the results for people, and 770,000 for leaders, and 460 grand, and five weeks off for producers. Here's what I'm going to say to you. We all need help. I need help. We all need help, and we need coaches. We need community, and we need camaraderie with people who we're friends with, people who are truth-tellers, and people we can be there for, and they can be there for us. We need it all. And just make sure that you have someone to help you in 2024. One of my favorite verses, I kind of alluded to it, Proverbs 27 says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I want to be sharp in 2024. I don't want to be dull. We need some help. My mom used to say, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Make sure in 2024 you're connecting with friends that build you up that you can build up. Make sure you're spending time with people who can help you live a good life. Make sure you're connecting with a coach that can pull more out of you than you can yourself. Make sure your ideas are sharp and fresh. Take a look at what worked well. Check out what needs improving. And then make sure that your ideas and then other ideas come together for you to have a great year. I want you to know this. It's a great privilege and honor to come into this studio. I love doing this show. I'm seven years doing this podcast. It's really made a difference. It's made a difference for me, and I hope it's made a difference for you. I love doing this. I love uh, having such a loyal audience. I love the fact that you guys share the podcast with so many people. And we've had a great year doing this show. I want to thank Danny Iverson. I want to thank David Lally. And I want to thank Jeanette Perez, my executive assistant, that are kind of the core that helped put this whole thing on. We have a whole bunch of other support in Buffini and Company and the marketing team and the rest of the organization that does a great job. But I just want you to know, it's a great privilege to do this work. I thank you for bringing me into your car, on your walks, on your workouts, uh, and into your life. I'm very thankful to be able to do this. I'm very appreciative of the opportunity. And I hope that whatever we have to share and the guests we've brought along have been a blessing. I hope uh, as you do your year in review, It's a Good Life podcast has been one of the things that's blessed you. Thank you for being loyal listeners. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And let's all have a great new year. And with that said, one last time for 2023, I'm going to throw it over to me, Ma'am Therese Buffini, who's going to give us all a beautiful send-off of the year with her Irish blessing. 
may the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.